Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. Of course, it's January the 18th in the year of our Lord, 2024. This is our two at two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country. The do so on your radio in the traditions of our founders. We reject revolution unless it's a Jesus revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden says that he does not support an independent Taiwan. I reject that narrative and say, Joe, you're off your rock, my friend. Hate to tell you that, but we support independence, buddy. That's who we are, and as the leader of the free world, in my humble opinion, to which I'm entitled, it is an absolute disgrace to reject independence for those people. Now, here's the other thing. I'm a racist, and so I don't know why I'd be going to the defense of people that are, what, are Chinese people? Are they are they brown? I don't even know what color they are, but uh, anyway, um, they're a different hue than some of the other people that have olive skin and stuff like that. There's different kind of colors uh, that people are and stuff, and I, I don't know really what that means, but... All I'm saying is I'm defending these people. Um, why am I doing that if they're not white? Well, because their quest for independence is right. That's why. Can I stand on that and be okay there, Eldon? Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. definitely. It's, I mean, <laughs> we we never should have, uh, you know, certainly taken sides on, on the uh, at least our government never should have taken sides on behalf of Mao Zedong to take over the uh, the main, what they call mainland China nowadays. But uh, uh, certainly the world would be much different, much different uh, if that had not happened. All right. George Soros is pouring money into local Democratic parties in Texas. Uh, his goal is to help turn the state blue. And uh, I guess he's working with what's called the Texas Majority PAC, or Political PAC. And he donated six-figure sums to certain counties in an effort to uh, change the game there. Uh, and I think, mm, that's very interesting indeed. To me, that's election fraud. The rest of us have restrictions of how much we can donate. But if George tosses it into a special vehicle called a pack, turning it into black or dark money, uh, then it's okay. But you and I can't really do that, right? So very interesting twist in all this. Plus, George Soros is a, he's an international. He's not an American or he's not a citizen of the United States at all. So you got internationals using dark money packs to literally try to change our country's um, demographics is the only way I know how to say it. Um, to manipulate yeah. votes. That's the goal. What the heck? How do we let this stand? And we don't seem to be willing to do anything about it or stop it. Any thoughts? Elvin? Yeah. Yeah. That should be uh, at least, uh, you know, foreign, foreign nationals should not be, uh, um, you know, people that are pouring money into our elections. That's, that's something that has to, has to be addressed. There's no doubt about that. <clears throat> All right, I'm promoting uh, this idea that I have, Eldon, and I wanted to kind of pick your brain and see what you think about it, okay? Okay. So I'm starting to see a lot of these different news organizations, and these news organizations are promoting one another. 
So, for example, I see a lot of articles on the New American where the headline it you know gives it to you, then the story, the author, and all that. And towards the bottom, it says this article appeared first on the New American. And the reason it says that is because they want you to know the origins of the article. But the Gateway Pundit's doing this, the New American's doing this, WND.com's doing this, the Epoch Times is doing this, all kinds of um, Daily Wire, uh, The Blaze, all kinds of great people are doing this. And they're basically then partnering with one another so that an article created on, say, the Gateway Pundit gets promoted on The Blaze and gets promoted on The Daily Wire and gets promoted on WND.com. And they're cross-promoting their articles, and I really think it's huge. Mm Because I give speeches saying the new media is taking center stage. Uh, and uh, I highlight how that is and what the changes are in the media over the last 20 years or so. Uh, and I bring this all up because I think we need to start doing that as talk show hosts. We need to start having, you know what, we need to promote Tucker Carlson and he needs to promote us. And, you know, when we all come up with good things and we can, um, if somebody has a great story, we can give credit to Tucker, give credit to so-and-so. I don't mind the credit by any means. I'm not interested in the credit. But we can carry the ball on these topics. And you know what? We can become bigger by our greater numbers than the mainstream press ever was. And so I'm calling this effort that I'm promoting to do this, I'm calling it Operation Reach Out. You know, whenever the government creates a new kind of plan, it's called Operation Something, right? So mine's Operation Reach Out. And we would reach out to one another and would promote one another. The JBS would promote, uh, you know, the Ron Paul Institute. And then the Ron Paul Institute and the Blaze would promote the JBS and uh, you know, the JBS would promote the new American and then the new American would promote JBS. And then, you know, they would all, and I know that the same group, but I'm just making a point that we would, we would internally support one another and highlight and quote where we're getting these things from. And really as the Liberty Roundtable concept, take it even to the next level, if you will, it's not just people appearing on my show, but it's promoting people and, and ideas and topics and stories and, and narratives and visions and views that are completely in line with what we stand for and believe in on a broader spectrum. And so I'm calling it Operation Reach Out. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be good. Uh, you know, we've, with the John Burr Society, we carry, of course, books and uh, articles and other videos and things that uh, other groups or authors have done. And uh, even though we don't necessarily agree with them on everything, if it's a tool that we feel can uh, be useful and we agree with, then great. You know, like I'll give you an example, David Barton. Well, uh, we've got some of his books, although we know that he's a big pushing for the CONCON, you know, Constitutional Convention. But, um, you know, we have some of his things on, I think it's the Bulletproof George Washington. It's one of the things we have. Anyway, just examples. Um, It's nice to be able to, at least share good things that others have put out. I agree 100%, and I I agree with you on David Barton. I like him. He does a lot of great work. I disagree uh, on the ConCon thing. Glenn Beck used to be for the ConCon as well. Glenn Beck has changed his mind, rightfully so, and good for him. But that's the uh, value of working together and, and continuing to advocate. We don't have to down David Barton if we disagree. We can highlight our disagreements and move on, but we can also magnify what we agree on. And this will have two benefits in my mind. One, we'll absolutely increase our um, reach if we you know, share one another's content, promote one another's content. But if we disagree, we don't have to make a big deal and attack people. We can just let, let it be and let in the court of public opinion. You know, Hopefully David Barton will be like Glenn Beck and have a kind of a, a, an awakening and go, wait a minute, you guys are right. We can't. And that's what we hope for. So I'm calling it Operation Reach Out for that kind of an idea. Uh, I think it'll be great. Yeah. Now, in a statement, the Prince William County, Virginia, 
Office of Elections confirmed that Biden and Donald Trump, well, they received the wrong number of votes in 2020. Now they're blatantly admitting that. It's over at the westernjournal.com by Ben Q. Uh, and so now you literally have evidence of election, what do you say, anomalies? Election integrity uh-huh. issues? They said Donald made those claims without evidence for literally years. Why would it take the Prince Williams County, Virginia, you know, Office of Elections or whatever, why would it take them so long to admit this fact? And now they say there's, you know, we make these election claims without evidence. Well, there's your evidence. There's the fact. Why did it take four years to come to be, though? I don't understand that. They certainly had to know within the first year. If it really took them four years to get this answer, we told you that from the start. How are they so derelict in their <laughs> duties, I would ask? So what gives on this thing, Eldon? They probably knew for a long time. It's just, uh, you know, politics comes into play and pressures uh, from people to uh, go along with, uh, this was the most secure election in history of our country, blah, 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 you know, all, all of that. And uh, and now it's kind of a thing where they feel more comfortable re- releasing that information. Now, I don't know how much of a, you know, error there was, but uh, apparently they're admitting some error at least. So, what are we going to do about this? You know, what's going to what's going to be done well, about we need to first, that? First, we need to first have enough of us to promote that story and that headline to where we just control the narrative. And there's just too many of us. And anytime the mainstream press tries to say without evidence, it's just like it's so shoved down their throats in a polite way, but true that they can't do anything else but admit the truth, as did the Office of Elections in Virginia. All right. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the next narrative is the January 6th issue. That was 2021, right? It's been literally yep. three years since then. And headline, quote, Clay Higgins, he's a representative. Clay Higgins says there was over 200 FBI agents disguised as Donald Trump supporters in J6. And he was interviewed about this by Tucker Carlson. So my question is, are we yep. going to prosecute those 200 people dressing up and pretending they're somebody they're not? on government payroll and then are we going to let that back into these people need to have a mistrial because they've been wronged by the system this comes out after many over 1200 convictions what the heck is happening uh, eldon Live. looking for an it partner that truly understands your needs managed it services is the answer we meet with you regularly to discuss your goals and form a tailored technology plan our customers have called us a trusted advisor who delivers when it comes to it we do it all firewalls cloud storage server migration and more say goodbye to long-term contracts and hello to a team that earns your business month after month call 801-706-6980 now and let managed it services transform your it experience Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term 
large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Live and on your radio, Sam Bushman, Eldon Stahl. Eldon Stahl is the field coordinator for the John Birch Society, jbs.org, and thenewamerican.com. Uh, so I'm saying right before the pause, you know, what the heck is happening uh, here on this kind of stuff? I, don't, I just don't understand it. Uh, literally three years later, we find out there's over 200 government provocateurs that literally dressed up as Trump supporters. When the government lied, they kind of tried to make it like there wasn't any um, of these provocateurs hired by the government in their agents. And then in court, they said, how many agents were there? And the government didn't even know they had to do a survey to find out how many were even there. It's so pervasive. And they're so, um, I don't know what you want to call it, either dishonest on the topic or, or clueless on the topic. I don't know which. Uh, but what the heck is happening with that, Eldon? Well, <laughs> I could make a kind of a light of it in, in a way. Uh, so there's a claim made by a congressman, from what I understand. And, well, shouldn't that be investigated? But who will investigate it? Will it be the Federal Bureau of Investigation that will investigate that? The claim that the FBI, the same bureau, had, um, you know, agent provocateur, uh, in in this uh, January sixth incident, uh, who's going to who's going to investigate that claim? And the FBI doesn't even know or want to admit how many people they had in there, so that that kind of raises red flag, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I think there's uh, wasn't it uh, Ramaswamy when he campaigned? He said he wanted to get rid of the FBI. Uh, at the very least, you'd think it should be curtailed. You know, they're doing yeah, much more than investigating, aren't though, they? And I think that would be a dangerous proposition, though. So I understand what he's saying, but I, he wants to just get rid of a lot of the FBI and then move a lot of it to the air marshals. And uh, my fear about that is the air marshals could even be more dangerous than the FBI in many ways. Well, we've, uh, you know, we've always warned people at the John Birch Society about the uh, the idea of nationalizing police. And uh, now we're... You know, there's a lot of headway has been made towards that goal of nationalizing police. Um, and we can learn from other countries, certainly, that if you nationalize the police, you have federal police, uh, you're going to have major problems because they end up being the uh, the shock troops, the, the people that um, are charged with defending the power of those that are in power. That instead Have you of being seen loyal the to the people movie, The Police State? I've heard about it. I haven't seen the whole thing, though. All right. Anyway, that movie highlights pretty well kind of the march towards this agenda that we've gone 
um, right. countrywide, and it's very concerning indeed. It starts with making all these laws, federal laws, that shouldn't be federal laws in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, so it, it's really good. I'm glad that uh, D'Souza made that, and we've been having some of our folks, uh, you know, chapters and things across the country uh, hosting showings of that because apparently it's uh, so good. Yeah, I saw it, bought it, watched it. Great movie. He's right as rain on the point. All right, there's a Navy service member who sold secrets to China and got busted, got caught, Eldon. Sentenced to just 27 months in prison for that. Ray Epps, on the other hand, uh, gets literally no jail time. All right? (laughs) Ray Epps was given no jail time. Um. He was the only January 6th protester who literally directed people straight into the U.S. Capitol. He has one year of probation, $500 to pay, and then 100 hours of community service, and then hundred or $500 in restitution. That's it. He didn't have to show up for court. He just called in by Zoom, no harm, no foul kind of thing. And Stuart Rhodes is in jail for 18 years. And we find out after the fact that Stuart Rhodes was literally working with the Secret Service. What is happening right. in America? Yeah, well, it's become quite obvious that there's a double standard and that, uh, you know, when you see somebody like Ray Epps who says, go into the Capitol, and he doesn't get any jail time. And then there's others who say, wait, don't go in the Capitol, or or they don't go in the Capitol themselves, and they have to do jail time. Well, yeah, there's something really wrong there, isn't there? Uh, and it, it's a, just a flagrant um uh, you know, waving at our face that, haha, we're in power and you're not, and we're, we're uh, you know, we're taking over. So that's, that's something, a very precarious situation. Um, we need to, we need to uh, resist that. <laughs> um, yeah, to say the least, right? Yeah. All right, Jeffrey yeah. Epstein has a brother. You know, Jeffrey Epstein is the pedophile that all the bigwigs were hanging out with, and they just released over 150 names of people that were involved with Jeffrey. Nobody's in trouble. Jeffrey supposedly committed suicide. Ghislaine Maxwell, his chief right-hand woman, uh, is in jail, but nobody else is suffering any consequences of their involvement with Jeffrey. But now Jeffrey Epstein's brother, Mark, is speaking out. Mark's uh, is listing. He lists evidence that he claims that feds are covering up about his brother's death. What do you think of that when the brother speaks out boldly like that and says, hey, something's wrong here? Yeah, I remember uh, seeing something about that. And apparently um, Epstein's brother previously believed that he had committed suicide, but he looked more into it, and now he believes that uh, he was suicided, as they say, um, that the evidence seems to Seems to point to the idea that yeah, back uh, in the Bill Clinton days, we used to call those Arkansides. Arkansides, <laughs> that's a, quite a term, right? You know, Bill um, or Hillary, and you just wind up dead. And by the way, people back in the day uh, when Clinton was in office and everything else, people put together a list of literally like nearly two hundred people that literally just got somehow bumped off strange deaths all around Bill and Hillary uh, to make the point. And we're starting to see kind of a similar pattern uh, under Barack and Joe. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, so. It, it should be uh, kind of red flag there of uh, the idea that oh, well, maybe something, something's not right here. 
So it, we've we've gone down that road, and we don't want to go farther down it. So now many people are saying Donald Trump's going to get off the hook in most of his legal cases. Example, District County or Fulton County District Attorney uh, and Fam, Fannie Willis, I guess, had a um, improper and clandestine sexual relationship there and it kind of melted things down and now they're saying hey they'll probably have to have a mistrial on that and we don't know if the claims will stand and that's all in question now Eldon. oh she <laughs> this is somewhere out of uh, hollywood or something it just seems like what what on earth but you know when you when you sow the wind you reap the whirlwind as the scripture says uh, generally, when there's corruption in one place, there's also corruption in another place. Uh, so somebody that doesn't have very good morality, uh, a moral compass, uh, they're going to be prone to doing all kinds of things that are, are not uh, not straight, straight up uh, on the straight and narrow, as we would say. So, right, well, I don't know what's yeah. really going to happen with all that, but I look at this and go, man, they have, mm-hmm. we've got to start investigations, but not just investigations, but prosecutions. We just can't let yeah. this stand any longer. Yeah, uh, it's it's difficult because a lot of these uh, um, uh, attorneys are uh, intimidated by some of these folks that are uh, pushing the uh, you know the agenda to get Trump. So it takes a lot of takes a lot of guts for an attorney. All right, there you have that. I've got a story that kind of goes back to 2016 when Hillary Clinton was running and all that kind of stuff. Um, maybe it's longer than that. When was this? I guess it's been longer than that. When was Seth Rich murdered? That was a while back, wasn't it? I don't know uh, exactly. Time period, huh? I'm going to have uh, to look this up. Yeah. Um, but Seth Rich was, uh, they claim, um, just murdered and it was just, all right, July 10th, 2016. So I was right. It was 2016. All right. And what happened is that the government just said, listen, it was a robbery gone awry and he died. We're so sorry. End of story. But I believe he was flat out murdered, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to keep this story alive. And so does our buddies, Jim Hoft and others over at the Gateway Pundit. Headline says this, FBI defies court order, refuses to to turn over Seth Rich evidence to attorney. Jim Hoft writes the piece. Ty Kleppinger is the attorney. He's the bold attorney that has been working hard going after the FBI and the Department of Justice. For years to get to the bottom of the Seth Rich murder. Um, he also investigated who surprised the DNC about, you know, a lot of what Seth might have leaked and everything else. And why would the FBI be defying a court order on this? Hmm. Hmm. You would think the FBI <laughs> would obey the law, wouldn't you there, Eldon? Uh, well, I I guess I don't have so much confidence in the FBI as uh, previous. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's not like uh, uh, J. Edgar Hoover's still there, is he? Uh, it's it's quite a bit different of an FBI. I don't even know how to really respond to this, but I commend Ty and crew for keeping on this story. 
I should, yeah. This is where we need to have accountability. In late November, the FBI, or I'm sorry, in late November, the judge ruled that the FBI must hand over evidence regarding former DNC employee Seth Rich's murder to Ty Kleppinger, but they won't obey the law. This is big news, folks, because wow. the FBI was trying to bury information on Seth Rich for 66 years, and the judge wouldn't let him. We'll talk about it in seconds with Eldon Stahl on your radio. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. From the campaign trail to the courtroom in Manhattan, in the new E. Jean Carroll defamation lawsuit, former President Trump claims he is the victim. And I frankly am the one that suffered damages. I should be given money, given damages. A judge overseeing the trial threatening to toss Trump out Wednesday. Carroll's attorneys complained jurors could hear Trump trying to influence them with noticeable mentions of witch hunt and it was a con job during the proceedings. Judge Lewis Kaplan said comments like that from Trump would get him thrown out. Last year, the jury found Trump liable for sexually abusing Carol. She got $5 million in damages in the verdict. Congressional leaders from both parties spending time meeting with President Biden at the White House Wednesday. It was an effort to find compromise on border legislation and more aid for Ukraine. Leaders may be working toward a bipartisan immigration deal that can unlock more support for Ukraine in its war with Russia. The Democratic and Republican leaders of the U.S. Senate, Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell, told reporters there could be a vote on legislation as soon as next week. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen calling on Congress to quickly pass legislation to keep the government funded. The Treasury Secretary said at the U.S. Conference of Mayors winter meeting Wednesday, not doing so by Friday's deadline would harm American families and small businesses across the country, end quote. It's likely another slippery drive for millions of commuters in America today. Roughly 105 million Americans are facing another wave of dangerous sub-freezing and near-zero wind chills. So we really encourage those drivers that must go out to certainly exercise caution to definitely reduce their speed, adjust their speeds accordingly. AAA's Regina Cooper-Ali. At the same time, forecasters are anticipating this next winter blast to stretch well into the early part of the upcoming weekend. Meantime, an ice storm in the Pacific Northwest has left thousands without power in Oregon. This is USA News. I'd like to introduce you to our new sponsor, Get the Tea. Get the Tea carries all natural, non-GMO organic teas and supplements made in the USA. Get the Tea's ingredients are the purest available. My favorite is Life Change Tea. Life Change Tea is a gentle daily cleanse containing 12 herbs that when combined really keep things moving. I drink it every day and my energy has never been better. I'm feeling great. Life Change Tea comes in three delicious flavors, natural, peppermint, and pomegranate. It's an easy and delicious way to keep your digestion on track. And for those on the go, try D365. D365 is life change tea in a capsule. Drink the tea or take D365 capsules and keep your digestion running smoothly. Go to getthetea.com and enter discount code USA to get 10% off any size order. That's getthetea.com, discount code USA for 10% off your order. 
The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education, conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the Seth Risk case. Ty Kleppinger is the bold attorney keeping on the Justice Department and the FBI about this. The FBI defies court order, refuses to turn over information. This is big news, folks. Since one year ago, the FBI was trying to bury this for 66 years. They failed. Uh, and Judge Amos L. Massant, I think is how you say his name, um, basically ruled that the FBI must absolutely hand over Seth Rich's personal laptop, work laptop, DVDs, and thumb drives within 14 days. It's now been over 40 days since this ruling came out and the lawless criminal FBI defied the court order. What do you think of that, Eldon? Uh, boy, they must be working hard to... Uh... Just uh, make sure that all the stuff on the laptop is uh, where it should be, right? Yeah, which means, uh, what do they call that stuff? Bit. <laughs> bit. Uh, oh, what's that program that Hillary Clinton used to delete her drive bleach and bit get away with it? Or bleach something bit. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bleach bit. So they want to bleach yep, bit all yep. that stuff. I don't know. I'm just telling you that right now, this is an epic battle. And why would the FBI be hiding this information? Why is this a federal level issue? For this guy who was supposedly just robbed and there's nothing more to it, why would the FBI be involved in this? Why would they want to bury this for 66 years? Why would they refuse to turn over evidence? And why would they be in a battle with this attorney over this thing? I just don't even understand the agenda. Why would you do that if it's as they claim? It doesn't make any sense. 
And that's why people are continuing to push. Now, they say we're full of conspiracy theories, but again, is it kind of like the election integrity issue where now evidence proves us right four years later? Or like J6, three years later, we get proven the truth? Um, or like the vaccine, um, you know, and the death rates related to that, and we bust out and get the truth. And all the while, they say we're nothing but conspiracy theories, nuts on parade crazy. And then, you know, the facts come out and we're right. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, you start to see a pattern here. And, uh, that's, I think this is why more and more people, I mean, you keep seeing stuff like this. More and more people are saying, you know what? Uh, we're done with CBS News. We're done with MSNBC. We're done with CNN. We're done with Newsweek. We're done with Time. We're done with, uh, on down the line, and uh, we're going to places that we can trust. And the places that you can trust are now teaming up more than ever to get the word out. So pick your favorite one, you know, the Epoch Times, WND, uh, the New American. I mean, I can keep going with all kinds of great people. The Western Journal. Um, there's all kinds of great news organizations doing a great job. The Daily Caller. There's many of them really making a big difference. Mm-hmm. Now, Ray Epps is in the news again. Headline says this, Ray Epps sued by January 6th defendant for conspiracy. Guess where the lawsuit's filed? Um, Federal court? Nope, in Utah. In Utah? Yeah, because the uh, defendant says if I file it in D.C., the liberals will just basically ruin it. I hope to have a fair, honest, true jury in Utah. So it's filed in Utah. Ray Epps acted... Listen, under the color of law, as, quote, a federal agent to deprive me of my free speech rights, my constitutional free speech rights, uh, Kara Castronova wrote this piece for the Gateway Pundit, and um, they say they received a stamped and signed copy of the lawsuit that was filed in the state of Utah by J6 defendant. Now listen, this J6 defendant um, is a Marine corporal or whatever. Um, anyway, and this guy basically is a serious business. Uh, he's going after them big time, saying they violated his free speech rights and put him in harm's way. Um, I guess this guy's from Kentucky. He's a veteran, and his name is Eric Clark, doing this lawsuit. I find that interesting as well, Eldon. Huh. Well, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Um, you know, it's, it's somebody seems to be have, have been harmed. You would think by Ray Epps' actions. Um, it it's always an interesting thing in the courts to try to prove that you were harmed, though. Um, Sometimes that's a, you know, that's a, a challenge, but it's a, it's worth a try. Well, it just goes to show that, you know what, again, all the claims they're making, if this guy has any day in court and has true due process, a lot about yeah. ramps is going to be forced to come out. Yeah, and a lot of times that's uh, the benefit of that. You know, um, you can get into the conspiracy uh, or speculation, you might say, but uh, it's not unheard of for somebody to be, um, you might say, suicided just because they were about to testify in a court proceeding and they would be providing evidence that would implicate other people who uh, really don't want that information to come out. 
that really relates to the Jeffrey Epstein case too. Look, they written, they yes. literally named 150 plus people. How come none of those people are even under investigation? That's a, that's a good uh, I mean, Bill Clinton <laughs> should be under investigation right now. He had allegations of women raping him. Aren't they to be believed? Where's the Me Too movement when you need them? Uh, and then you look at this uh, information with Ray or with um, Jeffrey Epstein. And so Bill Clinton's in that category. But the, now we're seeing the same thing with Ray Epps. We need to see this information come out. We need due process and we need discovery and we need true uh, accountability here and convictions for criminal activity. If we never get convictions, it's meaningless, Eldon. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, we got There's got to be some sort of accountability. All right. Let's see. There's so much going on in the news. Mm. It's hard to know what even to focus on. Steve King we had on the other day, by the way. And Steve King, after uh-huh. serving for years in Congress as a conservative leader, he was targeted by a well-orchestrated hit by the leftist media. And uh, he basically said that Western civilization is under assault, and they literally attacked him for being a racist, and he got drummed out of Congress. He wrote a book about it called Walking Through the Fire, My Fight for the Heart and Soul of America. Steve King tells his side of the story. And then the foreword is written by Michelle Malkin, who this is interesting. Here's what she says, quote, never before in my 30 years as a conservative journalist and proud American, have the forces of evil converged so insidiously to sabotage our freedoms and destroy our great country. That's a pretty interesting statement. Big tech, big pharma, big business, uh, big media, and big government are all working together to tear down the pillars of our sovereignty. Then she goes on and says it's not a conspiracy theory. It's real. It's the truth. What do you say to that kind of a statement by Steve King and Michelle Malkin? Well, um, unfortunately, it's been going on much longer than um, you know the the attack on Steve King. Certainly, there was a, a, a something that should never have happened. But uh, we can go back, uh, of course, to the attacks on the John Birch Society, which were uh, I mean, it was just a flood, a literal, well, figurative, but. Uh, uh, flood of attacks in the media on the John Birch Society accusing, and people came away with it thinking, well, the John Birch Society is a communist organization. I, you know, nothing of the sort. We're very, you know, one of the most prominent anti-communist organizations, right? People thought the John Birch Society was some sort of criminal outfit or whatever because it was, had been attacked so heavily uh, and maligned and um, all of this stuff. So this is an old tactic of, um, uh, you wouldn't say the left, but I would say the insiders um, to do, because uh, certainly there were people on the so-called right, although they were, you know, the probably the moderate Republican type people. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's something that we, we have to watch out for. Uh, we know that there are these, uh, the media, and other forces that are uh they they try to take out anybody that opposes their agenda 
of, of you know building a world government of, of undermining our liberties all of that other than that it's not so bad yeah other than right, that, ron, it's not so bad. <laughs> ron paul asks does congress even care about doing its job i think it's a fair question late last week president biden started a u.s war in the tiny country of yemen U.S. warships and fighter jets launched more than 100 missiles at a country without congressional authority. Taking the U.S. to war without congressional authority is a great crime against the Constitution. Not only did Biden show no interest in coming to Congress for this, I'll talk about the rest in seconds with Eldon Stahl. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then, the more they use the lie, the more they reproduce the lie. The more spiritual power they get. Now look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. That power protects the cells of the beast from prosecution. Why isn't Hillary in prison? She is protected. We must restore our national relationship with God. Truth is sacred in the kingdom. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Isaiah 9, 6. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. All right, back with you live. I'm talking about this serious, serious situation. Taking the U.S. to war without a congressional declaration of war is a great crime against the Constitution. Not only did Joe Biden not consult Congress, he showed no interest in coming to Congress at all for a war declaration, but he didn't even ask for authorization to go at all. I don't understand how to respond to this exactly. But uh, House Speaker Mike Johnson not only praised the illegal move, but he urged the president to go further and confront Iran as well. He says this action by U.S. forces and British forces is long overdue. So now we're consulting with the, the U.K. 
more than the U.S. Congress. And uh, I say this is criminal activity. And it needs to stop. We literally launched um, hundreds of missiles and, and said that there was a de-escalate tension, contention and tensions in the Red Sea. How is this going to de-escalate anything? We've literally launched ourselves into another war without congressional approval. Uh, and, and all we say is, oh, man, Joe Biden, ever since he's taken office, is guilty of all kinds of violations of the law, illegal activity everywhere. How come they haven't impeached him over this or stopped him here, Eldon? Well, uh, you know, James Madison, who's the father of the U.S. Constitution, he said of all the parts of the U.S. Constitution that had the most genius involved in it, it was the provision that left the decision on whether to go to war to the legislative branch, meaning Congress, rather than to the executive. That was a a very large departure from the tradition that other countries had made, where it was left to, say, the king. Uh, and we can certainly see the the wisdom in that. Unfortunately, the American people, uh, after World War II, through uh, heavy, of course, uh, manipulation and propaganda, uh, let go of that genius part of the U.S. Constitution when they allowed... Congress uh, to enter the United Nations. The United Nations Participation Act provides that the president does not need the approval of Congress to commit uh, uh, our military to fighting wars uh, under the United Nations. That set a huge precedent where uh, it actually was uh, more convenient for Congress uh, imagine, imagine if you're a congressman, okay, and somebody says, "Why did Why did Johnny come back in a box?" Uh, well, that's a pretty, uh, you know, you're going to lose votes on that, right? Uh, but if you can conveniently say, "Well, that was the president's decision to do that. It wasn't my decision to go to war and send Johnny uh, into hostilities," okay. Uh, but I think we need to change the. Uh, the conversation on this, because it's not just Congress's power to declare war. It's the power of the people and affects us directly. We pay in blood and treasure every time we go to war. And if if the monumental decision of going to war is left to just the president, their tendency is to go to war because they gain uh, you know power that way. Uh, but if it's to Congress then it's forced to be debated. There has to be a really strong, a much stronger reason to go to war um, because uh, they have to take a vote on it and they have to take sides on it and they have to, uh, you know, have this idea go through the uh, a deliberative process that is out in the open that we can watch. And and these people, if they make the wrong decision, they're much more accountable to you and me. Every two years, we have congressional elections, don't we? We're supposed to. Whether they're selections or elections, I'm debating at this point. But I get your point and completely agree. <laughs> yeah. So this has been, unfortunately, this has been going on a long time. But we, the people, need to understand that this is our power that is being stolen from us. This is our power and our blood and our treasure that is being stolen from us. And until we value that enough and insist that Congress value 
the power that we have given them enough. This will continue. Uh, I wish I had better news than that, but we need to value that more uh, rather than the idea that we're going to go across the world and somehow remake it in our own image, which we've tried for decades, generations. It has not worked. All right, there you have it. I just look at this, though, and I, I think Ron Paul's right about this. Hey, what about, you know, does Congress really even care about doing their job? And this is clearly defined as a House of Representatives discussion when it comes to funding bills and yeah, a we congressional have to make discussion care. when it comes to war. And, you know, they don't seem to even care. I mean, right now you literally have Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, praising Biden for this move. How dare him from a moral point of view? And how dare him without a vote? They've just given him unleashed money and carte blanche access to do whatever he wants to do. And there's no checks and balances on this issue. We're in over 130 nations militarily speaking all the time. And then we launch this offensive for what reason? Yeah, yeah, it's it's just uh, uh, this cannot be sustained. Uh, you know, we people like to say, well, the United States is not. Uh, imperialist is not an empire. Okay, well, let's stop acting like an empire. You know, well, let's stop giving people uh, excuses uh, to say we're an empire. And if we act like we're an empire, then maybe we should uh, not be surprised if they say we're an empire. All right. Anyway, I just look at this thing, and I think things are so far off the rails in so many ways. It's hard it's hard to really know what to do. I mean, I, I don't even want to support Donald Trump because I'm concerned about a lot of the things that he says and does. But it looks like he's going to be the nominee. And, I mean, he's the best of the worst, if you will. Uh, I don't think there's anybody that I would really vote for that's even running and or has enough national, you know, name recognition and capacity to even do so. Um, so, you know, what are we left with? You know, do I just not vote if I believe there's nobody good to vote for? Or do I take the best of the evils, or what do I do? I mean, I, I look at it, and I just go, when Donald Trump says he literally has a kill, uh, kind of a pass to kill her, right to kill her, a license to kill her, whatever, this kind of stuff, um, you know, I, I don't know how to respond to it. I know the pro-life rally's coming up, and I hope Donald Trump goes to speak at that. We really need to get some mojo there. I think pro-life is critically important. But I like a lot of what Donald does, but there's a lot about Donald that I don't like but I don't know anybody else any better that we can even consider voting for. RFKJR is great in certain ways, but he's, in my opinion, not very strong on the pro-life issue, but he's probably pro-life more than most of them, even with the caveats. It's a very strange situation we're in, and it's hard to know what you should even do with your vote at this point, Eldon. Yeah, it's it's always, you know, a personal decision. I've, I've certainly been among those that have just, you know, voted for nobody uh, from time to time. Uh, various situations there. Make sure, sure. One of our friends yeah. run so we at least for have some party. Kind of thing. Uh, all kinds of uh, some places they allow you to write in a vote. Some places they don't. Depends on where you are. Um, so that you know that's uh, we've got to take the responsibility. The main thing I think is just uh, we, we've got to know the issues. We've got to know the candidates, what they stand for, and good principles, and to apply them, and to know that well, not everybody's perfect. Uh, but, uh, well, nobody's perfect. So, uh, but we have to, well, and the best way you can judge incumbents and, and understand their character and who they really are. In other words, not what they say, but what they really do yeah. is you can look at the new com, 
Yep. You can go to That's the right. uh, American, you know, the scorecard there, and you can get kind of a handle on that and say, hey. So if they're an incumbent, you got a pretty easy way to kind of vet them and say, hey, here's where they stand. And then the real issue is we need to find better ways to vet candidates and say, what would you do different? This guy's got a dismal, dismal voting record. This Elise Stefanik, for example, that Donald's thinking about for his VP pick has a 48% on the constitutional scorecard. That's horrible. And I guess that's supposedly yeah. a trending up plan for her, which is even more sinister. But you look at that and you go, okay, look, I, I can never consider Elise. It's just not an option. Okay. Now, Rand Paul at 95%. Yeah. I get a fudge factor where he might have voted for something because he felt like he had to or, you know, this and that. I mean, I, I get that you're not perfect. And I get that, uh, you know, even the JBS can say they have a view on a vote. Somebody else has a view and both views could be constitutionally correct. There's some nuances there, but very little. Sure. But when you get a 95%, yeah. Yeah. that really tells me, hey, um, you know, there could be a, a, a misalignment for a lo- logical, appropriate reason on a few of those that say he's not 100 percenter. I get those things. But when you start getting below the 60, or, you know, 70 percent mark and stuff like that, I don't care what anomalies you bring up. That doesn't account for that kind of stuff. And so we've got to really find yeah. principled people to surround Donald if he's going to be the candidate candidate. Uh, and otherwise, we need to look for somebody else. And I, I don't know what to do at this point because he's a rolling. I mean, the train is the Trump train is a rolling. That's for sure. And man, if he surrounds himself with wrong people this time, I don't know what's going to happen to this country. I, I really don't. Yeah, it's it. I mean, it, it's all everybody else have to use good judgment. Uh, w- one thing that I see, like we have a U.S. Senate race open seat in uh, in Utah now, and I I would say the leading candidates in that. Uh, seem to be people who will build, um, you know, slightly, you might say, not as bad as the current incumbent. But um, really, they're not people that are going to lead us significantly away. We have not taken the time to put constitutional people and principled people in place to become elected, much less get them elected. Yeah. We've got a lot of work to do is the yeah. point, people, but you can never give up. you got to pray like it's up to God and work like it's up to you and meet in the middle somewhere. That's what we got to do. Turning to God is the best start I know, though. Turning to God, family, and country. Promoting the protection of life, liberty, and property is a great start. Thanks for listening to your radio. For Eldon Stahl, jbs.org, thenewamerican.com, and yours truly, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, share the love, tell the tale, and donate liberally, will you please? God save the Republic of the United States of America. America.